communication is key. That was the theme of one lesson about communication skills for the seventh graders of Trinity Episcopal School in Charlotte. The Dean of Students and the Chaplain's Office teamed up to teach life skills interwoven with Bible stories to the middle schoolers. We included several lessons about the importance of communication. We teachers stressed that communication is a life skill that you will use all the time. Communication is key when you're a student, when you're a professional, when you're part of a family, and when you're trying to make plans with friends. Words and tone and nonverbal cues matter. Communication is key in the classroom, and it's key in building up the beloved community and key in being the church. Now, I taught that communication is key back then, and I still believe it's true today. And yet, communication is rife with complexity and trouble. This week, I ran into several communication snafus. On Monday morning, when I attempted to log into Zoom, I got an error message. So I logged out and tried to log in with another account, and I got the same error message. So I quickly Googled Zoom outage and found several articles describing how Zoom was down across the country. Well, it seemed like Murphy's Law was at play. It's my second Monday in a new call. The pastor and DCE are away for vacation, and Zoom is out nationwide. Perfect. Well, in just a few hours, the tech wizards for Zoom got it back on track, and two of my three Zoom meetings that day went on without much trouble. Now, I'm going to skip over Tuesday and Wednesday, though there were plenty of moments of frustration, but Thursday wins the award for communication complications. That morning, I got a text from Kelly, an email that she had sent me bounced back saying, your mail message to the following address could not be delivered. This is a permanent error. Oh yes, it was a permanent error, all right. I couldn't receive email from anyone, and still only a few of my responses were going through. So I called the church office and talked with Willa, who then called in Dorothy. Dorothy worked her magic, and voila! By lunchtime, I was able to send and receive emails again. Crisis averted. Communication commenced once more. Now, I can joke and laugh about the silliness of my communication glitches from the comfort of my third floor church office or from the living room at home. No one's life was in danger. No one and no computers were harmed during the difficulties. But I'm aware that this week, communication has been key for people across our country. 
relaying the spread of wildfires in California so that families can evacuate their homes and head to safety. Predicting the path of hurricane storms from the Gulf of Mexico so that people can prepare their property and flee to a safer place out of the surge. And then calling for peaceful protests in Kenosha, Minneapolis, and Portland as we mourn the shooting of Jacob Blake and the death of two protesters on Tuesday night. Clear communication can save lives and foster peace. Today's story from Exodus is about clear communication between God and Moses, and lives are in the balance here too. We find Moses way out, way beyond the wilderness, watching his father-in-law's flocks. And then an angel of the Lord appears. Now, this messenger of God is not robed in sparkling white with Fabio's hair flowing in the breeze, no. This messenger of Yahweh appears within a flame of fire in a bush. Here, God appears to Moses through a curious campfire in ordinary shrubbery. Moses can't look away. His curiosity of this fiery marvel seizes his attention. And then God calls Moses by name and instructs him to remove his sandals. Now that God has appeared here, this place beyond the wilderness is holy ground. And once God identifies who is speaking from the flame, Moses turns away to hide his face from seeing God. But the burning bush that is not consumed is not the main attraction. God continues to instruct Moses with a moving message. God states clearly, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. God hears the cries of God's beloved people. Their suffering moves God's heart to respond. Yahweh promises not just to deliver Israel from oppression and slavery, but also to bring them to a new land, a new place to prosper. This gift of land is in fulfillment of the promise given to Abraham in Genesis. And we know how the scenes of this story play out. Moses will guide the people to this promised land with God's direction and provision. God speaks to Moses from the flame, describing God's action plan for the future. This story of the call of Moses describes how Moses is recruited by God to act with courage before Pharaoh and to lead the people with compassion on God's behalf. God calls Moses to take part 
and God's promises and provision. Now, it's an ambitious vision. The creator of the cosmos does not play small. God has a bold hope for the people. But Moses is not a poster boy for the next CEO. Now remember, as a baby, he was sent down the river in a basket of reeds. Moses has killed a man and has fled to Midian. And now he's minding his father-in-law's business and unprovoked, the Lord appears. Moses was not looking for good trouble or dialogue with the divine. He was just watching the flocks, filling his Instagram with pictures of the wilderness, and this bush begins to flame and then speak. God surprises Moses with this call to action. And when he hears the Lord's plan, Moses is full of doubt and self-deprecation. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? He responds with disbelief in the divine presence. But God is not swayed by his reservations or skepticism. In fact, Moses continues to contest his call. Well into chapter 6, Moses is still uncertain that he should be the one to go to Pharaoh, unsure that the people will listen to him. But God declares, I will be with you. The communication from the Creator is clear. God is and will be present with Moses. God is explicit in the next steps for Moses and for the people. The conversation continues, and God communicates clearly with Moses by appearing before him through pillars of cloud and fire, through manna from heaven, through the commandments and the law, and finally by leading them to that land of milk and honey. God's call to Moses is clear, even if it was hard to understand or imagine at first. Now, this story of God's clear communication skills offers good news for us today. God continues to call people to act with compassion and courage. Now, perhaps you have not heard the voice of God through a flame or from a bush, but God still calls us to be faithful in surprising and courageous ways. The call of Moses reminds us that God can use ordinary people and God can show up in ordinary places. In my first two weeks with you, I have seen and heard how you are responding to God's call today. Some of you send cards and emails with kind messages. Some of you bring meals and offer prayers to those in our church family who are recovering and healing. And some of you put together lunch and paper bags to feed the hungry through the modified walk-in program. Some of you sing or play instruments to bring glory to God in worship, even online. Some of you deliver fair trade coffee on porches to continue this church's support 
of Guatemala friends and partners. And some of you are taking time to study, to listen, and to discern how we at Second Presbyterian Church are called to respond to the cries of God's people who are oppressed and dying due to racism. And I've heard stories about how some of you are sharing what's going on here in worship and over Zoom with friends and even strangers in an elevator. You, friends, are responding to God's call to be faithful in a myriad of ways. But there's good news that God's call doesn't stop after the first time we hear it. God's call continues to shift and adapt and change as we continue to delve into deeper discipleship. I admit that sometimes it seems God is not a clear communicator these days. There are times when I have questioned where God is and how God is responding to the cries for justice and healing. Yet, I believe that God still knows about the suffering of the people. God's heart still breaks with the cries of the oppressed. The God of our ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and the God of Moses is present and still calling us today. I believe that when we are open to what is possible, the call from God will become clear. We, like Moses, may be surprised by God's call. We may carry doubt or disbelief. God's call may shift with time. And looking back, we may be astounded by how God has guided and empowered us to be courageous and compassionate. But it's good news that God is ever-present still, and God will be with us in the near and distant future. This is good news for us to hold on from this story about Moses today. This is good news for us as we continue to listen for God's call. Thanks be to God.